All right. We here. We live, baby. We live. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of... That, that, that. I digress. I digress. So... We are here once again. Um, the last episode, we had a lot to talk about as far as George Floyd. Um, and then we we planned on making this episode a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that was our first like, introduction to, to the world. Um, and so, you know, but that was just kind of the current events. And so we wanted to make this one a little bit lighter and make it more about intent and purpose and life and, you know, relationships and all that. But with the state of the world, we just kind of feel like we need to keep on track to what's going on. Um, maybe not, you know, giving certain things energy, but um, just like, you know, talking about what's going on and the ignorance that we see out here on social media from our peers, from yeah. the that we see from the po- political parties, um, mm-hmm. everything that's going on out here. Like, yeah. It's just a lot, and so I think that that's just where we need to go with it, because I have seen a lot. Yeah, and I feel like everybody, well, Black people specifically, um, we're having such a hard time, because even like us doing our podcast, we wanted to make today so light and true spirit of who we are and like our personalities and like the goofy people that we are but it's so difficult to try and bring something like that with the state of the world right now right so i feel like it's just a difficult time to yeah i mean because you know it's just like we are dealing with it in our way um yeah so hard like and i think that what's hard about it is that we have to go into the world and pretend that we're okay Um, exactly you know, people like expect us to be the people that we always are and expect us to, you know, just be these happy go lucky people. Mm-hmm. And like it even happened today. Now, I was supposed to be off work and then I had to go in for a little bit. And one of my coworkers was just like, you know, what do you feel about the riots? Like, what do you feel about everything that's going on right now? And my response was, burn all that shit down. Like, yeah. And those aren't conversations that a lot of people are ready to have. And yeah, if for sure. they are, they think that they're going to be right because anybody that, even people that look like us, but just about everybody that does not look like us feels as though the riots are wrong. Yeah. And I mean, you have your people out there that, you know, are for it, like they with the culture, but then you also got the ones just out there to get some free uh, lamps out of Target. So, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, but a lot of people just aren't ready for that conversation, and I'm not ready for that conversation. I'm not ready to have it multiple times a day. Yeah, all day long. Like, I feel like I've had that conversation, whether it be via social media or, like, we've had the conversation, you and I. I've had the conversation with my family. I've had uh, the conversation with friends, extended family, and it's, like, it's draining at some point. And I think it's draining because people are trying to police people that are already over-policed. Right. Like you're trying to police us because we're tired of injustice and police brutality. And you're telling us that the way things are unfolding, because I don't think any city had the intention of going out and burning things down. No, I mean, but you know, like you see it over the years and it's almost like we don't have a choice. 
Lot. Yeah, like what else would you prefer us to at this point? But yeah. nobody has answers. We've done everything. Like we've we've protested peacefully. I mean, it goes back to the history of Dr. King and uh, Medgar Ever Medgar whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even say it. Um, mm-hmm. And then just like even Colin Kaepernick, like you have yeah. people who try to take a stance peacefully and mm-hmm. are assassinated. They yeah. are shunned from professional sports and banished. Blackballed, yeah. And mm-hmm. like you know, or it, even when the NBA tried to do the um, the protest that they did when they all wore the shirts that said "I can't breathe," right. they were literally threatened. Yeah, yeah, for sure. With their paychecks, and it's like, how yeah. are you threatening me with my paycheck for exercising my right to right. freedom of speech? Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy because like, you know, what do you want, what do you want me to do at this point? Yeah. Like, you know, at some point it has to be a revolution and the revolution might not be peaceful. It might be. Exactly. And I think that's just where we are. We're tired. We are tired of pretending to be okay. We're tired of putting a smile on. We're tired of seeing it every day. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, just think about all the ones that happen that don't get a hashtag. Exactly. Like... It, it could have been just about every black person that's ever driven a vehicle that yeah. exactly been outside period not even driven a vehicle been outside no just standing outside minding your business yeah. and it's like your when your skin is seen as the issue nothing that you could do makes it better you know what i'm saying people could keep trying to convince us of what we could do oh maybe if you guys didn't resist well i'm not resisting and i still uh, died yeah I'm, well, maybe if you dress this way, okay, I dress that way, and I'm still being discriminated against, and I'm still dying. Right. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just unfortunate that we have to beg to keep our breath. Like, we have to beg. Exactly. And I'm just like, literally, nobody else has to do this. Like, nobody. I was reading this article from a, a recent event that happened in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And, there was a guy who basically kind of went on like a murder rampage. Like he murdered a couple people and then he went on a run from the police. And so police finally caught him a couple weeks later. And there is footage of once the police caught him, like they basically like tackled him and like, you know, they hurt him a little bit. Um, But then they sat down and bandaged his wounds and they Mm -hmm. gave him a cold bottle of water. And I'm like, this white man, this white man literally murdered people mm-hmm. murdered and he got to get whatever he wanted he got to get a bottle of water he got to have his breath he got to stay alive mm-hmm. we don't even have that option exactly like i'm walking and minding my business and i have to fear for my life that's it's insane to yeah. think about to think that that is the fear that you have every single day yeah it's awful. Like, I have been there. Like, I, I was telling you earlier today, like, the last couple of years, I realized that I've done less and less. Like, I hang out less. Like, I don't do as much. Mm-hmm. And today, it's, I started to think about why. And it's because I have so much anxiety that every time I get behind the wheel of a car, that I'm going to be policed, that I'm going to get pulled over. And right. I've had situations where I have been pulled over, and it's been scary, and I didn't know if I was going to make it. And mm-hmm. I just don't want to go through that every day. And I literally thought about it earlier. I'm like, that's why I don't drive like that. Because yeah. 
And I should not be afraid to do things that are normal and that I have rights to do. Right. Absolutely. And it's not even just being policed behind the wheel of a car. It's being policed in your workplace, being policed, just trying to go out and have a good time, being policed in a hospital, being policed when you're trying to buy a home. It's being policed everywhere. So much so that we start to police ourselves so that we don't have to deal with these things that make us feel less than. Right. Right. And I said, we know we're not less than, but when you live in a society that looks at you, that looks at you as if you're the enemy, like you try to start to develop this persona of yeah. who everybody else wants you to be just to make your life that much easier. Yeah. Yeah. And it happens all the time. Like, you know, you put on the voice, you put on the face, you put on the clothes, you put on this, and you put on everything to yeah. be presentable to the world. Like, I was telling somebody the other day that I have so many friends, like Black women especially, who go for interviews and then they have to think about if they want to wear their hair bone straight or in a, yeah. their naturally curly hair because they're afraid they're going to be discriminated against and not get a job simply because of their hair. Absolutely. And so it's like you have to think about so many things on a daily basis. That nobody else has to think about. That nobody else, it doesn't even pass their mind. You know what I'm saying? Like they think about what they're going to wear, Mm -hmm. but they don't think about, oh, let me not wear, like for me personally, I always think, oh, let me not wear a dress that's too fitted because of how curvy I am. Now there are curvy people of you know different races but it seems like only black bodies are policed the way that they are so i don't wear certain things to interviews or um every interview i feel like i've been on i've either worn my hair straight or pulled back in a bun like it's never been out because i feel like my intelligence is no longer valid because all you're paying attention to is my hair absolutely and that what that's what happens like so much with everybody I mean like with, well not with everybody but with us like even me like now that we've been in quarantine for yeah. three months and I have yet to go to a barber I'm like when people when I walk into a door and people see this like what's going on with my hair now and me using the sponge every day to get my coils popping like mm-hmm. people are going to think and it's not that I even care but yeah. I judge because of like my natural curls in my hair and it Absolutely. is it's bogus. Like it's unfair. It's bogus. I don't like it, and I'll fight anybody. I swear. Period. Anything to say about it? Absolutely. Like, you know, my son has locks in his hair, and I remember when we first made the decision to get him locks when he said he wanted them. I was so excited because I was like, "Oh, like I've been waiting for you to want to grow your hair." Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I took him to get his starters, and I came home, and my dad was like, "Oh my god." what is that in your hair yeah like and I was like what do you mean he was like I don't understand it like you know and I could see that it wasn't just a lack of understanding it was almost a fear like now this is how people are going to see you yeah at the time he was nine years old so it was like why do we have to have such fear Mm -hmm. around self-expression yeah I mean it's even when it like especially when it comes to like a kid like, yeah. but it doesn't even matter at this point, like this day and age, how old the kid is. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the conversations that we have to be prepared to have with these kids. Mm-hmm. Like, will be discriminated against because you have dreads. Yep. 
like you will be discriminated against because you are a different color because you look yep. and I've even experienced that like with my nephews like I don't have children of my own but I remember um a time years back when we were in a play area in a mall and mm-hmm. this white guy told his son not to play with my nephews and told yeah. his son to push my nephews out the way if they yeah were- I remember that Mm-hmm. I was like, no, like that's not okay, and I will like we can square up like in the mall in this play area. Mm-hmm. Like, don't let your racism and don't like you. It just trickles down from generation to generation. Yeah, it is not innate. That is a t- yes, exactly. And he like I just don't stand for anybody that is teaching their child whoever hatred. Like that's why I don't stand with a lot of these people in politics and higher power. Because, like, what you are, like, standing for is hatred. And then, like, if you vote for these people, that, like, you are supporting it. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's talk about uh, everyone trying to police the, I don't want to call it riots because it hasn't been right. But the protest and the rebellions. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, people saying that uh, we shouldn't be defacing property and burning buildings and you know looting as they say even though it's not us yeah really looting yeah so (laughs) i mean like i said i'm here for it like i like you know i don't like the fact that that's the point that we have to get to however you don't hear me when i'm quiet like you don't hear me when i'm trying to protest peacefully you don't understand like you like why all these people in the street so i mean we got to get your attention somehow, some way. And unfortunately, it might be fucking up a thing or two. And that is just what it is. Um, and I see so many people like, you know, that's not the way, like you messing up stuff that don't have nothing to do with this. First of all, we built this whole damn country for free. Period. We'll burn it down for free. <laughs> Period. So, like uh, our moms used to say, I brought you into this world and I'm going to take you out. Out. <laughs> same thing that goes for riots and all that's going on. Like, we built it, we'll take it down. And that's yeah. just... I mean, because it's like, how else would you suggest we protest? Yeah. We've, like you said, we've tried protesting peacefully for years. And I don't mean like the last five, the last ten, the last generation we've been protest generations generation. we've been protesting absolutely peacefully. absolutely and you know everybody talks about the generation that's coming like the the was it was it z generation mm-hmm. z um and like how they're just like out here like they just don't care about anything and they just wow well i think that's kind of what we need like mm-hmm. because like historically we have protested peacefully and we need some of these people that are this willing to understand and willing to accept change and not willing to go backward and willing to go out there and be those people like, listen, we about to, we, I mean, come on. We're here for it. I mean, because like, like we were talking about earlier, the world, this country is lucky that we are not out here trying to get revenge. And we only want equality. We only want equality. Like, you should be happy that I'm just burning the building down. Because if I want to revenge... Yeah. Oh, that's a whole nother story. Period. Like, 
that's a whole nother story. So exactly. I mean, when it comes to like the riots and all of that, I, I hate the fact that that's where we have to get to, but I am down. I am here for it. I will stand. I will, I will die for what I believe in. And I do believe in it. I believe that it is very necessary because I, my future kids, your kid, like your kids, future kids, like we should not have to walk outside in fear for our lives all the time. We live in a constant state of fear and panic. Yeah. And when it's not fear and panic, it's just not having the same opportunity as the next person. Right. Even though I'm smarter, even though I'm more qualified, even though I worked harder. Yeah. I'm still not afforded the same opportunities. That as well is not okay. And people not taking away from George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery. Like I'm not trying to take anything away from them and their lives being lost because obviously we value those lives. It's a life. Yeah. They were alive. They were living. That was energy that should have still been here because they deserve to live. Yeah. However, it's not just about those two lives today. No. Oh, no. It's about the consistent injustice that we face yeah. every waking moment as Black people in this country. Yep, not even just, like you said, not even just with police, but like our just discrimination in the workplace and our discrimination just walking outside. Like, yeah. I was in a situation last night where I started having a conversation about, you know, the riots, and it was with a person that is not Black. And they just don't understand. They're like, you won't understand. Mm -hmm. And we came across somebody else um, that obviously feels like it's wrong. And like, we weren't even having that conversation. This person's phone just so happened to be in front of me. And mm -hmm. so I like glanced down at the phone and I saw niggers. And I was just like, all right, let me go ahead and read the rest of the text. Mm -hmm. So it literally just said, I hope all these niggers die. They can all get hung for all I can. And I was just like, I'm uncomfortable. Like, I am now in that fight or flight mode, and I can fight, but I'm going to go. So I don't care that. Because don't let your president or anybody else think that you won't get your own ass whooped in your own house. Right. Speaking of our president. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the tweet that he's put out that's quoting a racist police chief. When the No. Hello. Yeah, I mean, he is just a, a nutcase just in general. I mean, you put, like, you are a person of the most high, like, authority in this country, and you're putting out tweets talking about thugs, and, like, and if the, the, the city doesn't handle it, then they will send out National Guards to handle it. Yeah. And that's a threat. Exactly. Um, that is a threat. And like that's when you're gonna see more people out here rioting because yeah. like, you are threatening my life right now because exactly. if i'm out here in these streets that's what we're gonna go for and i'm here i'm ready to go for it 
Yeah, and then you have the police who are out here and they're supposed to be uh, controlling the crowd and they are making the situation worse and um, taunting the protesters. Yeah. It's like, we were protesting peacefully. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you out here now taunting us and trying to get us riled up? And that's like the exact opposite of what you're supposed to be, to be doing. You're literally proving our point. Absolutely. You're showing us why we're out here. Yeah. Because you can't understand why we're protesting. And if you agree with your counterparts and their behavior, then you are part of the problem. The problem. Absolutely. I feel like anybody who, you know, is out here talking about these different agendas and like they're not even the people that aren't speaking up like if, if they don't believe in it they're they're part of the problem yeah if you're not saying anything there what's the quote from martin luther king it says at some point your silence is going to be seen as what was i can't i don't want to misquote yeah i know i know what you're speaking of but i'm like yeah it's just like your silence tells it all yeah your silence tells how tells me exactly how you feel and that's enough that's enough for me to not fuck with you that is enough for me to like chunk the deuces up to you and be like all right we good i've deleted so many people off social media oh, yeah. sure. like all of these like scared ass people all these weak ass people and let's not get started on those that the, have the whole black on black crime agenda oh my goodness <sighs> like i just had a conversation with people with someone on facebook you saw it and i can't i'm kind of just annoyed with it because it was a person it was a black person and i feel like for so long we've been fed <laughs> rhetoric that black people are more violent than anyone else's and it's like well you don't value your own life so why should anyone else value it and this this that and the other so it's like you when you state things like that like well what about black on black crime and we can't um expect other people to respect our lives when we don't respect our own you my friend are the issue you are the issue and like I told that person on Facebook today, I said, one, let's just debunk the myth of black on black crime because it doesn't exist. It does not. There's crime and there are people that commit it. Right. Okay. In this country, specifically in the city of Chicago, where we live, which happens to be one right. of the most segregated cities right. in America, you tend to live around people who look like you. Yep. So if there is a crime that is a that is committed against you, chances are that person is going to be of the same race. Right. Right. There is no such thing as black on black crime. It's just crime. And then when the person looks like you and they live in your neighborhood, it's called proximity. Right. I right. don't understand why we have taken what has been fed to us and we're believing it as true. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like the whole like thing is like the war on drugs and all of that. It's like all kind of like feeds into the same thing. Like, and it was created 
like this systematic oppression. Like we were purposely put in one place on top of each other with no resources. People weren't given a chance to have proper education, no resources, no education, nowhere to go. You plant drugs in the community. You start having guns in the community. And it's just like, oh, black on black crime. No, we we ain't crossing the border. We ain't going to Mexico to like get cocaine. Like we we not bringing that here. Mm -hmm. Like this is being bought into our communities. And yeah, and people are like, you know, they talk about just exactly what we're talking about. And I'm like, look at history. Look at what the definition of all this stuff is. Like you talk about the projects and like the projects was just that it was a project so like you put a bunch of people on top of one another and it was like survival of the fittest so whoever came out alive was going to be the person that succeeds like and that is what we have to deal with that is the projects that is black on black crime and it's just unfortunate that people feed into it people look like us feed into it Yeah, so I mean that whole like projects and like putting this all on top of one another. It was mm-hmm. a plan. It was like, yeah. like it was a psychology experiment. Yeah. They were using us in a state in place of lab rats. It was black people. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, I wonder what, what would happen if we took all their resources. Everybody was poor. They didn't have access to proper education, and these are the results. Right. And so many generations later, with the same rhetoric, these are the results. Right. Yep. It is like, and it's just like, you know, all right, cool. Now we're going to push the black on black crime, the war on drugs. We're going to push every agenda to make it seem as if there is no racism, as if all mm-hmm. these people are just, as if like these people deserve to die because they are out here doing whatever. And I'm going to go back a little bit, like, when it comes to, like, just, and, you know, like, the whole police brutality thing, it, it, it starts to come out, like, time and time again after one person that looks like us dies in the hands of a police officer, they start bringing out all these stories about these people's past, and, like, yes. and, like, with George Floyd, I read this article and it's just like, well, right before he died, he was at a grocery store and he tried to pay with a fake check. And I'm just like, all right, cool. Did that warrant his death? Did that mean that he had to die? I don't give a damn if he was trying to pay you in gumballs. Like, that does not mean that he's supposed to die for it. But then I saw something today about him doing porn. And I'm just like, does it matter? And then, on top of all of it, they're trying to rule his death as accidental because he had underlying causes. Underlying conditions. I see. I don't even think I saw that today, but it doesn't surprise me. They're trying to say he didn't die from asphyxiation or being choked, but he died from having underlying conditions. Get get out of here. (laughs) Like... Not doing that. Get like, get that out. He was murdered. He was murdered by not one, by all the police that were sitting around there. Everybody's guilty. But the other video that came 
out, the other two police officers behind the car were also kneeling on him. Yeah, I saw that. I he saw was that. in handcuffs. Yeah. And my thing is, it's like, you know, once a person is on the ground, like face forward, handcuffed behind their back, and like, they're, they're not a threat anymore. And their police officers are trained to know when the threat ha is gone, like when there's no threat. There was no longer a threat. But when your skin color is seen as a threat, you're always armed. Right. Yep. And at this point, I feel like every person of color needs to go get their license to carry. It is time for all of us to be aware and to be armed. I don't plan on going out here and doing anything crazy. That is not who I am. However, if you shooting at me as a police officer, I'm busting back. Like, we about to go for it. And, like, whatever happened, happened. Like, I'm just not going for that. Like someone said, they said, I'm nonviolent, not anti-violent. Right. So if it comes to the point where I have to do what I have to do, then it's going to get done. Don't push me there. You don't have any issues. <laughs> <laughs> like, we busting. It is what it is. Like we don't kill everybody. No, we're not killing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, like one thing that all of this has just kind of taught me is like my purpose and like yeah. and you know, like what I am here for. And I feel like I'm here to have a voice. I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons why we wanted to start doing this to start bringing like some of these issues to the forefront and to yeah. use our voice to do so because. Neither one of us are meant to be behind the desk every day. We do it because we need a check, but that ain't what we're trying to be. Like, no. And this ain't necessarily the platform that we're trying to use to get to it. However, I want to use my voice to like, advocate for those people who don't have a voice. Or, right. or it's for at least somebody to hear us and think and mm -hmm. hear it out loud and know that it's normal. Yeah, and the, all this other shit that's going on here that they're trying to normalize is not normal. It's not normal. And I feel like we spend so much time trying to survive that we can't live. Mm -hmm. And that, again, is not normal. No. Nope. Like, literally every day we are just trying to live to see another day. And that is not the life that we deserve. We are kings, we are queens, and we, are, we deserve to be treated as royalty. So... Yeah. And like all these people out here, they know it. Like yeah. you know, and it's it. the way that we treat everyone else. That's the thing. People act like we are so violent and so angry. And it's like, yeah, we're angry because we have a right to be angry. Yeah. However, we're not naturally an angry people, and that is shown. No, and that, and that's anybody. Like you push somebody to a limit, everybody's gonna get angry. Like, I'll, my, the pastor of the church that I joined here in Dallas, um, she went on live the other day after everything kind of happened, and she's just like, you know, the black culture accepted me far before the white culture ever did. Like, and that's just who we are. We don't shun anybody. We don't oust anybody. Like, if you come into our circle, we're going to treat you as if you are one of our own. Until you prove to me that you aren't invited to the barbecue, you will be invited to the barbecue. And like, I mean, if you have potato salad and ass, you might got to get the hell out. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, just come. You just bring yourself. Right. Don't put no <laughs> nothing. Um, 
<laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, like everybody tries to push the agenda of us being just like the this violent group, and in reality, we are more enough to like take in like, other people's emotions and like like tune in other people and how they're feeling and like connect with you and make how we treat it. It doesn't matter, and like mm-hmm. and other people are just like we gonna hate you just because you different, and that's just not who we are as a people. Mm-hmm. And they know it. Everybody knows it. But, you know, people try to... If we were as violent as they say we were, this country would have been done. A long time ago. Period. A That's just And then, you know, you just start to think about, like, our buying power as well. Like, yeah. we spend trillions of dollars. We carried part of this country. And if we were to stop putting our dollars into these places that we out here riding right now, it's country would be done for. Like like the debt that the president thinks that we're in, if we didn't spend our dollars, it would be a slump. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Yeah. So I know mean, we just wanna like have everybody like call, like, you know, to their purpose. Like you figure out what purpose is and like your calling in life and then just like kind of go for it. That is what I am trying to do on this journey is like realize my purpose, figure out what I want to do. Cause I know who I am as a person now, but I also am just trying to figure out where I want to go, where I want to take it. Cause I know I'm bigger than going to work every day. I know that. Uh, and I have a voice. So just trying to use it appropriately. Yeah, and effectively and for the better good of not only ourselves but for the people that we are sent to help because right. I'm getting a little bit religious but <laughs> the Bible says that God will open the windows of heaven the windows of heaven are us it's right. people Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that they think that something is literally going to fall from the sky but when the Bible says the windows of heaven he means us mm-hmm. So if we don't use the gifts that God gave us, we're doing the world a disjustice. Yeah, for sure. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's not that serious, but it is. It is. It is. If you're alive and you're walking this earth, you're here for a purpose. Right. And the world needs your gift. Absolutely. Absolutely. And especially like we as a people, we are probably some of the most creative people giving people like we can contribute some of the most to this planet and you know we just got to figure out what that is and if it's out here tearing this motherfucker up for this time being then that's what it is and i'm okay with that yeah i'm fine then those people that are saying i think the person that said it the most effectively and eloquently i feel like was trevor noah Mm -hmm. um the way that he we'll try and tag it on our Instagram page. Um, But he was saying that people are trying to get us to uphold a contract that we have in society that we're upholding our end, but they're not upholding theirs. So when they stop upholding their end of the contract, it was void. Mm. So all of that, oh, but you're a part of society. You're tearing up your own communities. Oh, oh, well. Yeah. The contract is void. I don't have to act like uh, a citizen like I would have a month ago or a year ago. You guys have, you destroyed that yourselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on our, um, I think we're going to wrap it up probably, maybe. 
Mm-hmm. And then on the next episode, we are going to talk about something a little bit lighter. We promise. Well, we it depends what happened over the next couple of days. Um, But we're going to try to touch on something a little bit lighter um, next time. Maybe get into just like purpose and intention and all that. We don't know. We just go with the flow. That's just who we are. Um, It has been our pleasure. Love and light. And this has been Dot, dot, dot. I digress. And we are out.